0: Okay, recording. You have a story to tell, and maybe you've thought, I should start a podcast. Meet Anchor. It's a powerful app that lets you record a podcast anywhere and get it heard everywhere. All you need to do is download the free Anchor app and hit record. Just go to anchor.fm slash get started. Your story matters. Make a podcast with Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash get (laughs) started. Great, I think we got it. Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or, if you want to host your own podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your own show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month. That's the same rate any other hosting set would charge you just for your initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle join. What's up, guys? Welcome to this podcast. My name is Salman Ali, at Salman Ali NBA on Twitter. Here joined by Craig Ackerman of at and Sports. Dad. Craig, how you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. How about you?
0: I'm doing all right. So I actually wanted to have you on several times throughout the offseason, but it just got way too hectic, and I knew there were some topics you could not talk about during the offseason. But we actually have some basketball in the book, so we're going to yeah. talk about basketball. Uh, and, and I'm putting a ban. I'm putting a ban on this podcast. We are not allowed to talk about James Harden until there is a definite trade or movement on a trade. That's that's the rule. We're well, not going to talk... We,
1: ha- we have to talk... To, I mean, we, we, yes, I, I'd be okay with not discussing that particular issue in regards to James, but we have to talk talk James because he's been amazing through two games.
0: Well, absolutely. We're, we're going to talk about James Hard, but we're not going to talk about the stuff. Because the stuff... Is I just appreciate
1: a, that.
0: It, just, it gets too exhausting. There's something new every week, and there's not really anything new, honestly. It's just you know continual updates and really there's nothing major to discuss until something happens so we're going to talk about basketball uh the season has started we actually have some real games in the book to that count to analyze the rockets are 0 and 2 but obviously half those games are i mean those games are with half their roster out um it's way too early to analyze data for this early in the nba season normally the best time to start is around the 10 game mark that's usually when i start looking at it and the data we got from Houston's first two games are probably the most useless out of all teams. But we're going to make some observations today based on pr- the preseason combined with the first two games. Because that's about six games, which is like a normal preseason length. Mm-hmm. So I asked you a little last minute to come up with five observations, and I'm going to share mine. And if they overlap, that's great. Uh so Craig Ackerman what is your first observation based off of preseason and the ser- and the season
1: Well uh James Harden is still good at basketball um you know he was so-so in his first preseason game but I thought he was tremendous in the second obviously he was out of this world good uh in Portland likewise uh in Denver and even with everything else that's um swirling around him um he is still very Very good at playing basketball, and it appears that he is, uh, as he says he was going to be, uh, locked in and ready to go uh, and will give maximum effort. And I think that's, uh, under these circumstances, that's really all you can ask. And as long as he's around and he plays this way, the Rockets, I think, uh, are going to be a heck of a lot better than than many people are giving them credit for at this point.
0: Yeah, he looks great. And there was all this talk about him coming into camp, perhaps a little bit out of shape. And I don't see it, honestly. Like, I, I think people, Harden's body's weird, right? We look at him and you look at him from several different angles and you're going to get a different takeaway. And honestly, I'm, just from watching him on the court, he doesn't look out of shape. He doesn't look like he's you know, gasping for breath or, you know, like obviously there's a difference between, you know, Harden now and what he will be by the time the postseason comes around. But I, I think he's fine for the start of the season. I don't think he looks, uh, I don't think he looks haggard by any means. He looks like he's ready to go.
1: It's just one of those things. I think from um, a national perspective, it creates a narrative and gets people to laugh at somebody else. Uh, And I agree with you. I I think it's a, it's a non-issue. Um, you know, I, will. he and everybody else on this roster today, uh, be in better conditioning, um, three or four months from now. Absolutely. But, uh, I, I mean, come on, the guy came in and had 44 and 17 and again, was spectacularly efficient in that blowout loss, uh, against Denver, particularly in the second quarter. Um, I could care less, honestly, I could care less what he does in his free time. I could care less what he looks like, as long as he is still amongst the best players in the world, which he is. That's all that matters to me. All that matters to me is that he shows up, is professional when he's uh, in that locker room and on the practice floor and in between the lines for games, and uh, turns in a professional uh, effort. And from him, that means the rocket. That I mean typically means a lot of positive things. So that that's really all I care about, and everything that I have seen from him. So far, in that regard, it doesn't look like he's lost a step at all to me.
0: Yeah, age 31 season, and he looks like age 27 season. He looks great. He really really does. Um, So I didn't have that on my list. My number one observation for the season is Christian Wood is the real deal on offense. Like, he is an absolute stud on that on the floor, 27 points per game, eight rebounds per game, 60% true shooting. He's attempting three and a half threes per game, and he's knocking them down like a 57% clip. Obviously, some of these numbers will come back to earth a little bit, but after just watching him, he's just an offensive dynamo. As a big, there's really nothing he can't do other than post up, and the Rockets don't post up anyways. He's got a really nice face-up game. He can shoot over the top of guys. He can pick and roll, pick and pop. Offensively, he is everything you want in a modern day big man.
1: No question. That was second on my list, by the way. Uh, Christian Wood, uh, and he could play make. I um, mean, we've seen him play make off the dribble already uh, in just three games, including his lone preseason appearance uh, against San Antonio. Yes, he looks he looks legit. He looks like he's going to be an ideal fit for this team and James Harden. And my assumption would be also with John Wall when he comes back. Uh, against the Kings in these next couple of games, um, but yeah, it, you know, he's a young man that um, I remember. You know, I go back. I'm not a, a, a I'm not much of a junkie when it comes to paying much attention to players before they get to the league. Um, but what I do recall going back five years ago, and I can't remember who said it or where I saw it, but I do remember that there was a contingent of people uh, before he went undrafted. And even after he went undrafted that were like screaming from the heavens that Christian would, somebody needs to sign this guy. Some, he, he needs to be on somebody's roster. This guy is legit. This guy is legit. Now, obviously he's bounced around and there've been some, some red flags with him. Uh, and he started to gain his stride um, a couple of seasons ago at the tail end when he was with New Orleans and the Anthony Davis saga saga. He was given some playing time late in that season uh, and produced. And then moved to Detroit was Andre Drummond's backup and then really was given the keys to the car after Drummond was traded and really showed what he was all about. Uh, And it does look like what he did last year. This is legit. Um, Now, ultimately, I think we have to wait and see if this level of production can be consistent for a team that has significant expectations. Um, I still think that's something that we all need to wait and see. But again, with this extremely small sample size, it looks everything – that everything that we saw him display last year with Detroit he can do with this Houston team and perhaps maybe do it even better because he's got better players around him
0: yeah and if if this production keeps up I and mean, we're talking all-star like a lock yeah. like and like it's not even exact, like look just look at the numbers he is just absolutely killing it and to me the most impressive ability for me just watching him is like his finishing around the rim is incredible it's not just like oh he's uh, he can shoot he can shoot from beyond the arc oh he can he has this nice face up game yeah that, that stuff's great but like I ultimately you have to be able to finish to pose that kind of a threat and he can finish in multiple different ways floaters around the basket finger rolls uh dunks obviously and it's he has a nice touch around the rim and it, it's really impressive makes him a, an ideal pick and roll partner for James Harden um the rockets are and this is crazy uh thirty three point one uh points per 100 possessions better on offense when he's on the floor um uh, that's that's insane that's that that's we're talking at that level when when you when you can impact the floor on a, like by 30 or forty points on offense you're you're a superstar like but and i guess we can talk about this now he he is so bad defensively that he's still net net negative right now and I, I guess I'll cut to the chase. Like, like, what have you thought about what how he's looked defensively? For me, it's like I, I just think he he's he can move his feet pretty well, but as a rim protector, he has not get, grasped that that concept yet.
1: Well, that was number three on my list. I think there are still some long term concerns about the where where the Rockets are defensively, and I and I think we'll start to learn a little bit more about that in these upcoming games when they get. John Wall and Eric Gordon back in particular and see where they fit and even DeMarcus Cousins I know that he's never been considered a great defender but he's a big bigger body um and I think one thing that hurts Christian Wood and we've seen him in these in these first couple of games and I'll get back to the rim protection thing here in a moment but you know you, you matched up with Jokic you matched up with Nurkic these are two huge human beings um and Christian Wood with everything that we did say he brings to the table relative to players like that he's he could, you know, he's, he's light. I mean, he could use, he can use some more uh, uh, sand in his pants. uh, If you will, I I highly doubt that significant weight gain is ever going to be part of his repertoire because it's just not how his his body uh, is built. So I think from a pure physical standpoint, he is going to have some issues matched up with some bigger bigs who die, who do elect to um, get physical down low. But most of those guys really don't, exist in the league all that much anymore so that isn't as big of a concern but you're right about uh, the lack of rim protection it's never something even when he was showing his his full bag in detroit it was really for a guy who is as long and 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 lengthy and athletic and springy as he is he's never really been a, a much of a, a rim deterrent i think a lot of that has to do with positioning um uh just some more maturation getting comfortable with your team's Uh, defensive system I think hopefully some of those deficiencies uh, will be masked when the Rockets get some better perimeter defenders out there to slow down some of the dribble penetration ie again Eric Gordon uh, and John Wall so uh, yes I I think that is a concern uh, long term Um, but I I want to wait and see how this full roster looks like before I ultimately make a judgment on whether or not we think that Christian Wood can can improve at that end of the floor.
0: Yeah, he definitely deserves some slack in that the Rockets' best point of attack defenders were out uh, these past two games. And I think he's not going to be asked to protect the rim as much when those guys come back in Eric Gordon and John Wall. and. You know, obviously, when you're defending those two big guys, you just can't leave them to pr- to go and protect the rim. So that's another problem with 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 trying to you know analyze this two game sample size. But I do think I've seen enough to realize that he's probably not going to be an elite defender this year.
1: I would agree with that,
0: and that you know the, the, that that does cap a, a bit what the Rockets can do this season as a team. But it, 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 it what I've seen from him offensively is definitely impressive. Um, number two uh for me uh John Wall looks like John Wall and that's on both ends of the floor like in preseason he's hustling hard on the ball de- on defensively and on offense he, his speed is back his burst is back his he he's finished he he's he's blown a few layups uh in preseason but he he's he's getting to the rim pretty consistently and if you're a rockets fan that's that's a little bit encouraging like he looks physically all the way back, it's it's gonna take some time for him to shake away some rust. But he has been playing since March in in some of these runs, and I think that's benefited him. Like the the thing with the Achilles, right? It's like you're not gonna simulate NBA basketball until you play it, and usually it takes it takes time for guys to to play off that rust, uh, like a season or two before you're back to where you were before the Achilles. And I, I think I think John Wall got a little bit of a head start on that by having you know by being cleared so early and having you know, the season be delayed and, you know, all that stuff, but he does look really good. And I think when you talk about what the Rockets can do as a team, uh, that definitely helps. It's probably the biggest advantage the Rockets have so far.
1: Yeah. You're through two on your list and that's number four on my list combined with DeMarcus cousins. They, they both look, they both appear healthy uh, and ready to, to really contribute. And I, I, that's, 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 that's great news for this team. Look, I, Russell Westbrook has had a better career than John Wall. As of today, Russell Westbrook's a Hall of Famer. John Wall is not. Um, I, I'm not trying to take away from John Wall, but Russ, to this point of their respective careers, has just been a better player. But John Wall, I think, has the ability to be significantly better fit for this team, and I think that's that's what's important. And that's what last year, honestly, as we kind of maybe look back a little bit, was, was all about. How, how do the Rockets maximize Russell Westbrook and make him try to fit better um, with this group. And so much of what they did last year was just about that. And, and boy, did they ever. I mean, Russ had as good of a season as he's had since he won the MVP. And so I think from, his individ- from that particular um, standpoint last year and Russell Westbrook and the Rockets um, was a success. But, but Wall's a better defender. Um, I, Wall has proven, even though, again, it's been two years since he's played in an actual real NBA game that has counted, that he can be a much better catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, which is, which is very important. I'm not, I'm not going to call him a, a great one, but he, he's going to be better than Russ, or at least he's proven in a small sample size two years ago that he can be better in that regard uh, than Russell Westbrook. So that will add to his, his fit ultimately. Um, with this group but, but again overall what you're looking for him is does he have his explosion back is that is his athleticism there is his quickness there he was always amongst the quickest players in the league from one end of the floor to the other and it looks like all of that is there and then some he's talked about how healthy he is he, he feels as good now uh, as he has since he was in high school so that's all uh, a, a very positive news it was just a bummer that, that he couldn't play uh, in the first two games, but I thought he looked very good in the preseason. I thought it was very encouraging. Uh, and I think he will only get, uh, more comfortable, uh, with this group and their system and playing with James and some of these other guys like Christian Wood and so on and so forth. Uh, I think John Wall, uh, I'm expecting John Wall to have a really, really good season. Um, and something I think a lot of Rockets fans should be, should be really excited about.
0: Yeah, I think the fit next to James is going to be a lot better than most people expect it to be. Like, I, I, I agree with you. I, I thought, I think Russ is the better player. John might be the better fit. And I think when you talk about what what he can do defensively, uh, and I think probably the biggest uh thing that was preventing him from getting back to that level defensively was these bone spurs, right, that he had in his in his foot, and he got that cleared up. Uh, I think last year, uh, he's had a really rough. Uh, Last two years, I mean, his mm-hmm. mother passed away from cancer. I mean, he he has been going through it, and I it's, it's it's impossible not to root for him to succeed, right? He is just his story is just incredible, and I I I I, I watch him on offense and what he can do as a passer, especially in, the, in that second year with the Rockets. Uh, when the Rockets first trade for him, I I thought it, I thought it was a, a, a move that signaled they were going to rebuild because I thought that was all about the draft pick. But if he's gonna be this good. They can legitimately compete and be a very good team this year. That's big. That's big. And that completely changes my outlook on them as a team this year.
1: Uh, I agree. And then the one we might as well just throw to Marcus Cousins in there uh, as well. I don't know if his numbers are going to look big this year because you know he's. I guess his role with this team is still to be determined. I, I guess Stephen Silas mentioned today that 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 he you know he's he perhaps maybe will play both Wood uh, and Cousins. Uh, together um so I don't I don't know if demarcus's raw numbers are gonna jump out at people um, this year but physically he looks right he looks slim down uh, he appears to be focused everything that I've heard um that he is um he is first of all he's appreciative of the opportunity that he's been given considering where he's been himself over the last uh year and a half um, as he's continually tried to work his way back uh, into all-star form and I think I think he's going to be a great addition both as as Woods backup as we've seen his ability to pick and pop Um, he's going to be able to rebound the basketball Um, I think some of that might help the Rockets defensively a little bit if they can just secure some additional defensive rebounds and not have to continue you know continually defend on multiple um, pushes by the by the by the opposing team if they can't secure a defensive rebound. So I think some of that might improve uh, the Rockets a a little bit, but yeah, I'm excited about both guys. I had, I honestly had pretty low expectations for both in terms of where they were, what they could contribute, so on and so forth. But then after laying eyes upon them uh, in the preseason, uh, it, it, again, both DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall uh, appear to be healthy and ready to go. And, I think there's something to be said that they've always longed to play with one another since they left Kentucky, and here they are. And I think that will will only add to the to the good vibes for them uh, and this team moving forward.
0: Twenty twenty has already reshaped how we were This episode is brought to you by Cox Home Life. Cox helps make your home smarter and your life easier.
1: And now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras. So you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. If you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Say, show me my driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit Cox.com slash this is home.
0: The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Okay, it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going unlike other job sites indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring you only pay what you need you can pause your account at any time and there is no long-term contracts and now indeed's new way of matching you with the candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates with whose resumes on indeed match your job criteria and you can contact them the moment you sponsor a job making indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA is back in action and football is heading into the playoffs. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager on than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I did not expect his jumper to look this smooth. Like, his jumper looks so smooth. Uh, it's, and I asked him about it during the media availabilities, and he talked about how that's been a thing he's always been able to do, but as the NBA has shifted toward more three-point shooting, he's he's been allowed to do that more. Especially on this team, nobody is preventing him from shooting that shot. Uh, in fact, they're encouraging him to do that because they like the space floor. They like having two bigs who can both pick and pop like that. And it, it, it's, it's such an advantage for Houston on offense, and I think uh, like the good vibes you mentioned, it's real. Like he is just such a cool dude, and that's something you notice even just from interviewing him. Like he, like all the stuff about him in Sacramento, and you know his journey throughout the NBA. I think that's really humbled him, and I think he's he's come here. I mean, his, his deal is fully non guaranteed, right? Uh, he took probably the, I mean, it is the lowest you can go in the NBA, a non guaranteed minimum deal and he's taken that with the
1: Especially for a guy who has accomplished what he's accomplished individually in the league. I mean, remember, there was, are the Kings going to give him the Supermax? Are the Kings going to give him the Supermax to, As you mentioned, non-guaranteed deal. I mean, that, that's, that, that is a long fall uh, for someone. Um, and obviously, he's had some injuries in between. He thought that he could prove himself back in the, on that level um, with the Lakers, but he got hurt and never had a chance to. But yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think he has been humbled. Um, as long as he just plays within the system, um, I think we're going to expect some technical fouls from him throughout the course of the year. That's, I mean, that was the way with Russell Westbrook too. I think you're going to see some of that. I, I and some of that, frankly, I think the, the Rockets could use an additional, um, enforce of personality outside of, outside of PJ Tucker. So, um, yeah, again, I, I, I'm a bummer that those two guys just could not play in the first couple of games. Uh, but I, I'm excited about what they can bring to this team.
0: And the good thing with the technical fouls for Houston is that he's just a backup, right? So it, you don't have to worry about limiting his minutes. The technical fouls might do that for you. Uh, and, and and that's always the worry, right? When, when a guy racks up technical fouls, you're always worried about, oh my God, how, how can I get this guy into the game? How can I keep this guy in the game? And Houston doesn't have to worry about that. Um, number four for me, Eric Gordon looks like 2018 Eric Gordon. Uh, that that to me is huge for Houston's bench production because as a bench unit, the the past couple years the Rockets have struggled. Uh, they have had to resort to signing guys on minimum deals midseason to try and improve that depth. You know, guys like Austin Rivers, uh, Jeff Green, and some of those guys have been good for them. But ultimately, like they they've had to insert Eric Gordon into the starting lineup. Uh, since they lost Trevor Reza, and it looks like they found their starting lineup replacement. At, in Daniel House and if Eric Gordon produces it like this if he if he plays like this like he like he got the fluid drain from his knee last season he came into this offseason completely healthy uh, got, got to train like a like like as normally as you can in a COVID environment and in the preseason at least you know we haven't gotten to see him in these past two games he looked good his three point shooting looked good uh, his percentages were back up and I think he's due for a bounce back year and that contract may look a little bit better than where it looked a month ago
1: well let's keep our fingers crossed that he has a bounce back here I mean last year was the worst year of his career it never could get healthy which had a lot to do with it but but and I did not have this on on my list for the simple fact that I personally kind of been saying this for years but uh, Eric Gordon's importance to the success of this team can never be understated right um for the reasons that you mentioned um and that I've always you know is he the X factor well hell yeah he's the X factor for this team when he plays at a level that he's capable of playing at the rockets are they are really really hard to beat and that that means at both ends of the floor and as long I'm knocking on some wood here I'll keep my fingers crossed as long as he is healthy and stays healthy if if he returns to the Eric Gordon of a couple of years ago um again I think that's even more reason to be bullish. Uh, on this team because he'll give p scoring punch off the bench. He's somebody that in crunch time that you can play with the other starters. Um, uh, you know, um, I, 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 I just hope he's healthy. If he's healthy and stays healthy all year, I think he's, I think he is due for a bounce back year. And again, I think this is another reason amongst a myriad of other reasons why I just think so many people who follow this league are just, they're, they're overlooking this team for, of reasons I just I just can't get outside the fact that they just assume that James Harden will be traded.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think that's probably the biggest reason. Number four on my list. They're playing a lot less isolation basketball. So last season the Rockets led the league in isolation plays at 19.6%. Through two games this season, the Rockets are fifth in the league at isolation at 8.8%. That's half as much as they were doing before and it's not like isolation didn't work for the Rockets last year, but it became so predictable to defend that when it came postseason time, and I talked about this with Jonathan Vegan after the playoffs ended, teams were teams are already so used to defending you over a seven game period. But if you're isolating over and over again, it just makes it that much easier. So I think they can get away with that uh this season uh and be a top five offense and and, and still, you know, isolate as much. But I think now I mean, because Harden's just that good. Like you can you can isolate that much and have proper floor spacing, and you'll still be a top five offense because Harden is that good at it. But for postseason purposes, their offense needed variety, and particularly having more pick and roll, having more pick and pop for a ball handler as good as Harden. Like I think it was a crime how little they pick they they ran pick and roll last season because he is so good at that particular play, and they just weren't doing it enough. And now they're just doing everything more. It's not just pick and roll. They're cutting more. They're running more handoffs. It's not like dramatic in every category, it's marginal, but that's what you want. It shouldn't be too different from what you were running before, but it should be different enough to where it is, where it looks right now.
1: This is a credit to how great James Harden is. He was probably the most adversely affected by the Rockets downsizing after the Capella trade um, because. Um, they as you mentioned that the, there was no screen and roll, there was no screener for him he was it was literally just kind of him against two defenders every single time down without a ton of help. Now he still put up big numbers again, that's a credit to how great of a player uh that he is, but his efficiency dropped um as a result, and you want to make sure that James is the most efficient player that that you possibly uh can have but, the, again but that was just the personnel that the rockets had and they rolled with it um and uh, at least outwardly and publicly you did not hear him discuss whether he liked it or didn't like it um he just kind of rolled with it and um and i think did the, the absolute best um that he possibly could but look i think still that this team even though that look the three point numbers are down they're attacking the basket more which i think is good um i, I ultimately the goal of this group as any smart team in the league is is you still want to take smart shots, which are shots at the rim, free throws, and threes. And they're still going to the, – the, the significant majority of what they do is still going to be uh, keyed on accomplishing those three things, again, as every smart team in the league is. But there are different ways that you can ultimately get to those shots. And I think that's what we're seeing so far uh, from Steven and Silas, some more screening, some more off-ball movement, um, just enough mid-range shots to keep defenses honest. Uh, which I think ultimately as you mentioned will help in a, in, a, in a playoff series um situation um so um I, again it, it's still going to probably take a little bit of time for all the the chemistry with this group to ultimately carry forward um with you know the, the truncated preseason and james not being there originally and then you know everything that's happened in the last week or so with guys not being there as well and the limited practice practices on top of that i think it's still going to take a little bit of time for this group to ultimately kick their chemistry and, and gel. But I think in the long run, there's just, they're still going to try to take the same shots. They're just going to try to get there in different ways. And so far, um, the manner at which it looks like they're they're trying to get to those smart shots, um, I'm 100% behind.
0: Yeah, and I think if you gave James some truth serum, I don't think he liked isolating that much. I think he did that out of necessity. Because when you looked at, I mean, just the, the Rockets personnel, that's what it lended itself to. Especially once they traded Clint Capella, they they had no other choice but to isolate as much as they did, and I think Harden took it upon himself to carry the offense in that time. And you know he's good enough to where it, it's going to be good. It's always going to be good, but it's once once you come postseason time, that you know defenses just get so much more sophisticated. They get so much more used to defending you. Uh, I I think it's good for Houston's postseason purposes. I I I think that they needed to to go away from that they need more variants they needed to do more stuff and i think again like pick and roll for a player like james harden is something you need to do it you just you just cannot have an offense that has james Harden on it and not run pick and roll he's just too good at it and um yeah it's nice to see that back in houston's offense uh number five and i guess my last observation here uh they're switching a lot less uh on, on defense uh, the, their base defense last year was switching, and this year it seems like they're doing a lot more uh, drop coverage. Uh, and I think that's you know part of that's personnel. You know they they have they they, they got more bigs. They got Demarcus Cousins. They got Christian Wood. Uh, and, and strangely, I think I think Christian Wood might actually be better in the switch coverage. Like I, I think he's actually better on switches than playing drop. Like drop seems like a a defense that really veteran bigs are good at. And it takes a long time to, to, you know, to learn. But switching is something that more spry bigs can do, right? And, like, that's something Clint Capella was really good at early on. And Christian Wood looks like he's really, he can do uh, right now. It, 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 it's a matter of predictability and just their veteran, you know, the veteran age of this group. I, I think they they think that it's, it might be better for them to just obviously have some variance on defense and on offense and, you know, just not not put so much on on pj tucker and uh and, and the bigs i th- i think I think they're doing that for that purpose
1: i'll be honest I, I really haven't paid much attention to the team's defense um in terms of what what they were doing scheme wise uh to, to 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 begin the season um there's just been so much other stuff uh for me to me to pay attention to i, I you know um you know when the rockets started switching everything several years back under Jeff bizdelic um, it was kind of new and different. They were unique. And I think, as you mentioned that the, the league is kind of caught up to that a little bit, because look, how many, so many teams in the league, I mean, they switch everything. And, and, and part of that is because you have so many bigs now who are floor spacers and, and with the Rockets with Quinn Capella, he had proven that, you know, for, for a bigger guy, he, um, he was agile enough, um, you know, to, to defend out on the perimeter. I think the agility is there. Uh, With Christian Wood. But I think, as you mentioned, just sort of the the variance uh, is something um, that will help, I think, long term in that it won't be as easy to um, figure them out uh, as we've seen uh, in the past. And look, I think the Rockets also have, uh, you know, um, even if they did start switching a bunch of stuff, they they have a much younger team. I mean, Tucker's 35, but, um, you know, Jay Sean Tate has proven. Uh, that it looks like he's somebody who um, absolutely uh, belongs at, at this level. I'm not saying he's he's a, a finished product by any stretch, but but his ability to play hard uh, looks like it's going to find him a lot of minutes. David DeWaba, who I've always been a huge fan of, always been a huge fan. I, I was a fan of him being a fit for this team as I was before the Rockets picked up um, P.J. Tucker. He'll never be the three-point shooter that P.J. Tucker has been, but his ability to help be a help side defender, um, defend multiple positions. I think I'm very excited about that. I think same thing, uh, with Sterling Brown. So I think ultimately if the Rockets, you know, did lean heavily on switching, I, I think maybe their personnel this year is better than it was last year to do that. But ultimately, as you mentioned, the, 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 the versatility and, um, the unpredictability, I think is a positive for this group. And, and look, my, my fifth one here on, on my list was, um, I think Steven Silas, in his first go-around as a head coach, skipped the frying pan and was thrown directly into the fire. And I think with all of that burning around him, he has been a very calm voice, steadying voice in all of this as sort of a, a, a spokesperson and leader for the organization. And to me, that that's that's really – really stood out because he has been thrown a lot. I mean, a lot has been thrown onto his plate since he's gotten this job. Uh, And I think so far from what we have seen, again, he has not picked up a win yet for all the reasons that we mentioned. Those wins will come. Uh, I think that he was absolutely the right hire. And to me, he's been very, very impressive.
0: Yeah, he's by far the most sympathetic figure in Houston's offseason and just watching him you know having to deal with this barrage of questions every day it, it it hurt me. And I was just and I was just like asking questions myself and and I think I think as the Rockets have gotten away from, you know, all that stuff, all that ugliness, like he's he's having to answer basketball questions and you just see him like he had like a 15-minute press conference today, like just answering actual basketball questions. Like he just seems so excited today. To actually talk about basketball again, like and put all this stuff behind him, and he's really enthusiastic. He he, he really wants to, you know, show what he can do as a coach. Um, and you know, I, I'm interested. Like, I I I, I, re- I haven't you know really judged what he's done on the floor really yet. Uh, but I I, I do want to see what what the Rockets do when they get John Wall back. I want to see if they stagger uh, Harden and Wall because I, that's I don't know because I, I watch their bench units and I just think. Eric Gordon, yes, he can carry those bench units, but having John Wall as a distributor in those bench units will be interesting to see if the Rockets go in that go in that direction. But um, yeah, he has looked poised. He has looked very, very poised. And in general, you mentioned Nawabo and you mentioned uh, Tate. The Rockets just look like a deeper team. I didn't have this on my list.
1: They are deeper.
0: Yeah, they they, they just have more options to go with. And, you know, you might not have noticed it these past two games because the Rockets were just so depleted. I mean, they lost like six guys. But in in general, they they are really, really deep. And I I, I think it's going to serve them well throughout the course of the long haul of the season. I think they have more options to throw at guys defensively. And I think they have more personnel to do different stuff defensively.
1: And and when Harden sits, sands the second quarter of the Portland game. This second unit, when once Ben McLemore gets back, the second unit is going to be able to – he's going to score the rock. Now, whether John Wall is playing a ton of minutes with that second unit or not remains to be seen, but Eric Gordon can score and DeMarcus Cousins can score and Ben McLemore can knock down shot. I, I don't – I think they're going – I think we're, we're not going to have as many, uh, uh, you know, worries about, okay, when Harden's out, is everything going to come down to a screeching halt? Now, I think ultimately John will need to sort of orchestrate – that sec unit unit, because for everything that Eric Gordon is now, maybe this is something also encouraging that maybe I probably should have mentioned when you brought up Eric uh, as one of your five observations, it it looks like he's never been a playmaker for other people. He's always been able to create for himself, but he's never been a a playmaker for others. We saw some of that in the preseason. And I'm very excited about that because if, if Eric can, can become that secondary or in this case, tertiary, it's a big word for me to say. I can hardly get it out. Uh, Playmaker, outside of Harden and Wall, uh, that's a good thing because, look, this team is is going to need it because uh, there are probably going to be games where John Wall is rested. Uh, God forbid that there, there's a, a minor injury or two that causes Harden and or Wall to miss some games. They're going to need Eric Gordon to get out there on the floor and, and create some stuff for his teammates. And I, I think that was a very encouraging sign from the preseason as well.
0: And by the way, Jay Sean Tate, and you know, obviously, it, we've small sample size. Uh, these these past two games, he's shown some flashes as a passer, like re- like some really nice cross court, you know, finding shooters passing. Uh, and I, I wonder if they if they do decide not to stagger this year, if if that played a role in that, like you know, if 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 what they've seen from their bench units in practices lends them to believe they don't really need Wall to be in that second unit. Oh, it's interesting. It's just an interesting takeaway. Like they, they have some capable guys that are mo- capable of moving the rock in that second unit. DeMarcus Cousins, you mentioned him. Uh, Jayshon Tate, I mean, I, 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 I like what I see from him. Uh, if Eric Gordon can become a passer, obviously that's huge. But I mean, it, age 32, I don't know. I mean, like, that, that's asking a lot. Um, I mean, you, you you look at their bench unit, it's not like they're completely deprived of facilitating. They, they have some guys that can move the basketball. I think their second units are going to be much better this year. And all, all this is to say, I come away watching all this in in preseason and these early two games. And I, I, I just can't, you know, I, I, I just think if James Harden stays through the season, there's just no way this isn't a top five offense and a 50-win team. And the first two games haven't swayed me from that prediction at all. There's just too much offensive talent there. Like they're going to be awesome on that end of the floor. I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, I looked around at what others think of this team and I feel like I'm an island here thinking that they're going to be that good. But I guess I'll ask you, like, how good can this team be in your opinion? Am I too high on them?
1: Uh, no, I, I think they have, a, I've, I've mentioned this before. I think they have a chance to be better than they were uh, last year. I know a lot of people look at last season um, as, as a flop, um, but they were still one of the four best teams. Um, in the, in the conference amongst everything. Now the West, you know, I don't know what their win total is ultimately going to be. And and the West looks as deep and balanced as we've ever seen. I mean, uh, Oklahoma city is going to bring up the rear, but uh, they the early returns on that group is that they're going to play really hard. Um, And there's going to be no such thing as an off night uh, in in the conference. I, I think even league wide, I think there's just so much, talent um in the nba heck i mean the kings are off to a a three and one start they've beaten denver twice um you know they they, you know i mean we've seen some crazy weird games to start the season i mean dallas is still going to be really good they should be getting porzingis back um relatively soon minnesota uh, the town's injury really hurts them but they i don't think they're a playoff team but they look like they're an improved team um, I don't think the Kings are going to make the playoffs, but they look like they're improved. Um, you know, Denver is a playoff team The the Clippers are outstanding. The Lakers got better. Uh, the jazz aren't going anywhere. Um, I, I, I never bet against, uh, Damian Lillard. Um, you know, uh, the, the Blazers are going to be right there in, in the playoff mix, uh, as well. And new Orleans looks like they're better, uh, and on and on and on. So, I mean, there's, it's never going to, there's no such things. There's no, there's not going to be any. Easy games uh, this year, um, so I don't know ultimately what their win total is going to be. But in a normal season, I would agree. I, I think again, if James Harden is healthy, uh, any you can put him with you and me and uh, a couple of other uh, scrub media folks, and he could pull up probably win fifty games in the NBA. And so um, I, I that's why I just the only thing I can think of why people are counting this group out is that they just think he's going to be traded, but as long as he's healthy and he's around and he's putting forth the the level of professionalism and effort that he's put forth in these games that we've seen uh, in addition to everything else that we've talked about, I, I do think that ultimately the Rockets have a chance um, to be, to be better and more versatile uh, than they were last year. Now, what does that mean in terms of a, a playoff run and so on and so forth? I, I don't know as to a lot of le- season left. We just started, but um, I, I'm, I'm, I, again, I'm very, very bullish uh about this group and that's why i was so disappointed that they couldn't all be together but we'll get closer to that starting uh starting here in the next couple of days
0: yeah you are vastly overestimating my three-point shooting my friend um but
1: <laughs> well james would still carry us so i think we'd be okay
0: yeah maybe we, might, we, not, that... we, we, we yeah. might
1: not be able to rebound very well but um
0: yeah <laughs> In this NBA, no, no. Uh, by the way, the, the young talent in the Western Conference just kind of snuck up on me this season. Just flipping through league pass, like like they they they're all having career years. Like Darren Fox, um, Carl Towns, um, I mean the the, the the Devin Booker, like Donovan Mitchell, like the Western Conference. I mean Luca Doncic, like Jaron Jackson Jr. Like, like it's just stacked with young talent in the Western Conference. Otto Porter's having a career year for the for the Nuggets. And you know, I know they haven't had the best start, but he's looked really good for the Nuggets um, you know so far. And You mean it's, Michael it's, Porter? Michael Porter. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. has looked really good so, so far for the Nuggets. And it it's, it's crazy. Like like this year really seems like a pivotal year for that for that age, for that for that, you know, generation of talent. Like they're all Really itching the grass, the brass ring from these guys. Um, it, the NBA looks really fun this year, and this Western Conference is going to be really tough for the Rockets. But I still think they're going to be good. I really do. I still think. Uh, I, I I'm glad you agree with me. I'm glad I have an ally here. I, I think the, I think the Rockets are going to be really really good. I, I just I I'm looking at the roster and objectively, like all their bets, all the risky signings they've made are all paying off. John Wall, Demarcus Cousins, David Nwaba, uh Christian Wood—like all these guys—are all hitting in the preseason and early regular season. Obviously, it's it's preseason and early regular season, but you can still take away stuff from that. And I, when you extrapolate that out to the the course of of, of a of a seventy two game season, I just can't help but believe they're not going to be really good. And I think, um, I think, th- I think this West is going to be fun. I really do.
1: Yeah, I think they're going to be really good, too. I, again, I don't know what that means in terms of their, their win total because there's so many – this is going to be – as we've already seen, the Rockets have already been hurt by health and safety protocols. Uh, and Unfortunately, this was the first team in the league to have that happen, too, especially in the numbers that it happened to. Uh, it was truly unfortunate to have their very first game of the season um, postponed. Yeah. Have you ever had a haircut
0: code- – have you ever had a haircut good enough to like, where, where you would be happy taking a week off in quarantine? Like, okay, so you've seen
1: my hair, man. Of course not. <laughs> of course not. I, I, I You know what? I, I gave up on my hair 10 plus years ago. And I just, honestly, I just shave it myself because it's just easier. I get sick and tired of wearing product. I had, I, I wasn't a big fan of my hair to begin with. And I just, as I've gotten older, I just, I've cared a whole heck of a lot less. And uh, so, yeah. So, no, I, it, no I, I've never, never.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't think I found that haircut yet either. I mean, I'm still, still, I'm still looking for that barber. Still looking for that barber. But uh, it, it, it was just funny to see all those guys decimated for something so trivial. Um, it, it it's going to be. Interesting to see this team mesh back together. Yeah. All all right, Craig. uh, Where can we find you on Twitter, and where can we listen to you throughout the course of the season?
1: Well, uh, radio uh, Sports Talk Seven Ninety still doing the same thing, doing home uh, home radio and and road TV. TV, of course, on AT and T Sportsnet. Uh, And uh, you follow me at uh, ca underscore rockets on Twitter.
0: Thank you so much for coming on, Craig.
1: Anytime, appreciate it. Thank you.